right, welcome back to Flash Hash, everybody. We've got three topics that we're going to talk about, hopefully taking up two minutes apiece from our hosts if they have actually looked up the information and know what we're talking about today. Yeah, very unlikely. And we've also got two cases of COVID right now. So if there are coughing fits, that is why. Uh, I am the God Mike, Christian, the producer, trying to keep everybody in line. And our host, let's start with uh, Jesse. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, I'm Jesse. I do this podcast. Sometimes I don't talk, but that's probably because I'm not wanting to interrupt whoever we're interviewing. Yeah. Yeah, you're the one person that does it. It's actually quite refreshing. Like finish a sentence, then ask a question. Uh, it's refreshing Dean. to not talk? To not interrupt. Yeah, like finish the sentence and then Sorry, what were you saying? That was a listening. No, I'm just a woman. I'm used to this. <laughs> That's a whole hat. Uh, D, why don't you introduce yourself? Hey, everybody. I'm D, uh, pilot of the Black Line. Uh, back again for another episode of uh, Flash Ash. Okay. Corey, can you beat that introduction? Yeah, my name's Dr. Corey Petty, and today I'll be the ignorant one of the group because I haven't read any of these headlines we're going to be talking about. All right. That's a, that's a good foreshadowing. All right. Let's go to our topics here. <laughs> First one, uh, we've got some trouble with Bitcoin. Apparently, miners are, you know, I'm seeing headlines like, uh, what was it, D? What was the deep, dark headline? Oh, it was uh, BTC. Hold up. Bitcoin miners go from bad to worse. So that is our first topic. And since I know click you me, actually... Click me, click me. Sorry. Why did that sound dirty? That's it what did. the headline is. <laughs> wow. All right. So we're going to start with you, Jesse. You got two minutes on this Bitcoin despair. Go. Yeah, I don't think I need two minutes. I mean, I read the article and... They had to sell off their Bitcoin holdings uh, at a lower price than they probably would have wanted to. They, I think one of them uh, sold off about 70, 80% of their Bitcoin for $23,000. And then now they're flush with 167 mil. Huh. And they're still sitting on, you know, like, you know, the other 20%. It's like 1900-ish Bitcoin. So yeah, everybody's feeling the pain. Miners uh, got to pay bills. Do you mine any Bitcoin? Do I personally mine any mm -hmm. Bitcoin? Yeah. No, I don't have any ASICs. Unfortunately, that's usually like the the main way to try and compete. Apparently, equipment from 2019 is already outdated. So unless you're running a, a newer ASIC, you're kind of screwed. Man. All right. Well, there's still a minute left. I'll leave it on the clock for you if you want to say anything after these guys. Okay. D, are you ready for your turn, sir? I am. Okay. Your two minutes starts now. Yeah. Um, I mean, these these the headlines always pop up near uh, you know, cutting into the bottom of a bear market. Uh that's that's the game. Listen, if you're a miner and you ain't good at it, stop. I mean, that's what that's what this means. I mean, there's other miners that are good at it and they're not selling off their Bitcoin because they're better than you. Um, but these miners that that are selling off their Bitcoin because they can't pay the bills, you're not as good as them. And that's why it's a game and you're losing at it. 
Um, there's other things you can mine. You can even mine real gold if you want to, but you probably suck at that too. So the thing is, is you got to have enough time and money to get yourself through these troughs in the market. And uh, you didn't do the math right. And that's why you suck at this. So um, <laughs> if you're listening to this show, um, give me the rest of your stuff and I'll mine better than you. I guarantee you I will. Uh, I'll quit my job. I'll put on my miner's boots and I'll start mining. And I won't have to sell any Bitcoin off because I suck at my job. But you guys did. So um, what you can do to help yourselves out is you can go to like blockchain.com and you can look at like the top pools, the top mining pools. And then maybe contact somebody who's in one of them and ask them how they're doing their job so much better than you. And that's how you get better at yours. You got 30 seconds. Do you want it? Um, <laughs> I don't think I have much more to say other than severely <laughs> insulting people that are honestly trying. Sometimes mm -hmm. when you're trying your hardest, you need to be insulted just to let you know maybe you need to go a different direction. Right. And that's me telling you that right now. So that's it. All right. Well, just about used to I got all the time. time in the world. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll never get a sponsorship from any mining organizations. <laughs> Probably not. This I mean, maybe by... those, those really great ones. D no, didn't right. say everybody, just, you know, the just ones that said. The largest ones that are publicly <laughs> traded in the article. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, Corey, you've got two minutes. Let's hear your thoughts. All right. So I kind of see this as. Uh, inevitability for proof, large proof of work chains. They'll become, uh, like they kind of have to consolidate to one type of main chain for every given type of proof of work. So you have ASIC based mining with, for Bitcoin, you have GPU based mining for a myriad of others, but those will eventually probably coalesce into one. And then a few others based on kind of hardware and hard drives and things like that. But um, because you're using external resources to secure the chain for a digital asset and the distribution of those external resources across the globe is unfair, anytime you're in a bear market, you're going to experience a level of sell-off from the largest ones. And the only ones that are, quote unquote, doing a better job than you or have less operational costs to avoid doing this type of thing can avoid that. And so luckily these proof of work algorithms adjust themselves such that when people sell off a bunch of uh, coins before they have to, to make ends meet, then difficulty adjusts and profitability goes up and people can go back on later on down the line. I think that's just part of the game, but like ultimately over time, I think as the myriad of other chains get, um more substantial and safe to use that don't have such high operational costs then you're going to see these institutional players move into these and not care so much about operating on the large proof of work chains unless it becomes like unreasonably profit profitable because like jesse said and he said you need access to limited hardware to do it and um you don't for a lot of the proof of stake chains and if they prove to be more profitable people will go to them then people aren't mining because they care. People are mining because they're making money. If they can make money elsewhere, they'll do that. All right. Time's up there. Good, good, good. 
Moving on to the second. Oh, oh he's oh, got some. Oh, oh, we have a. Take a seat about 30 seconds. Does Jesse hand? have? Right. Is, is there more there Jesse's is, arm? There was uh, one minute of. You can have mine. Jesse, you, you want the one minute? Oh, okay. I just wanted to add just a little bit of the of Jesse time. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. I also want to note that this article is coming from Bloomberg, which cares about this much about crypto. And mm -hmm. so they just kind of want to. They kind of want to move a market. They kind of want to appease their audience, and their audience definitely doesn't care a lot about crypto. They care Except for the leading advertisement at the top of the page is crypto.com slash university to learn now. Where? I'm not seeing that online. Well, that's what I got. Oh, I just see advertisement. It's not loading. <laughs> but but anyway. All the ad blocking going on there. So, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, that's it. Like you, gotta, you want the rest of Jesse time? No, I'm good. Okay. All right. <laughs> no more Jesse time. Uh, moving on to our next topic. Oh my goodness. Uh, Vitalik Buterin making a joke, a suggestion about the protocol and then um, just some very hilarious results. So <laughs> Jesse, you've got two minutes uh, starting now to talk about this. So I, I clicked on the tweet that you linked and mm -hmm. the tweet took me to their website, went mm -hmm. to their website. I went to the Etherscan contract, uh, to the Etherscan Explorer. I looked up the contract address. I saw that there's like 5,700 people engaging in this, at least, at least addresses, maybe not unique people. Um, I saw that it was deployed 32 minutes after that tweet They're using open, open Zeppelin default contracts. I'm not sure which ones though. Mm -hmm. Didn't scan through it too deeply um there's like 10 million dollars in that uh in the contract so i mean that's pretty much it people are just degenning okay well i just thought it was hilarious did nobody else just think it was really I funny think it's like, yeah i'm waiting my turn <laughs> so jesse got the the components behind it but no thoughts on it actually no, just it's, happening it's, yeah no that's you see it all the time like you saw it i don't know i'm i'm jaded like <laughs> that's okay world is a dumpster fire all right Just time. <laughs> there was about 50 seconds left so if someone wants in the end we'll see uh d your two minutes starts now <laughs> i think uh i think this space is hilarious one uh there's never gonna be uh an absence of that doge flavor that came from the beginning of crypto. There was like crypt, there was Bitcoin, there was Buttcoin, there was Doge, <laughs> there was all these like uh, joke tokens, and um, it's just crazy stupid that people can make money off of that kind of like Jesse said degeneracy. Uh, it uh, it just blows my mind. This happened in three days. Like I quick his original tweet was on the fourteenth of October, and then the, his the one where he was like, "What did I do?" is three days later. And there's ten million dollars poured in, and just jokes running rampant. Um, now I don't know who stands to benefit from this, and I don't know how many unique addresses have the token, <laughs> the the token in their wallet. But um, yeah, it's just it's hilarious to me that this never is never going to stop when it comes to crypto. There's always going to be every year. There's going to be a meme lottery. And if you're on Twitter enough, you might be lucky enough to hit the meme lottery. I mean, this token's out worth almost a penny a pop right now. And I think it was, like, let me see, let me check. Let me do a click. It's, it's falling in price. It's not really worth that much. 
coming yeah, down. Yeah, it's going down pretty significantly, but let me see. It got up to the pump got up to four like pennies. Four days. Yeah. From nil. Got up to four pennies. So interesting, funny. Need a little need a little refresher in this uh gruesome bear market. But they're all this gruesome, so mm, it is what it is. All right. Got about 10 seconds left, but that's good. All right, Corey, uh, you agree with the hilarity. So you've got two minutes to talk about it starting now. Yeah, so you didn't like say what happened. Um, I think it was a response to someone else's tweet. Maybe he's subtweeting something. Vitalik said, someone should make a project called The Protocol. So that their shills can say, look, so-and-so mentioned the pretty much anytime anyone says anything. And about 30 minutes later, someone made that contract, uh, calling it the protocol. And I'm going through the website and, uh, I'm not going to sign up because when you click the sign up portal for Twitter, uh, the crypto twitties application that leads to shill the protocol erc.com asks for like complete control of your Twitter account. So I don't think I'm going to give it that. Jesus. Uh, and then looking at the underlying contract, like people transferring tokens to it, it's like $5,000 worth of tokens in it, $6,000 worth of tokens in it. But yeah, it's just a better doge probably in terms of like people playing around with these tokens. And this is the consequence of permissionless access. You allow people to do anything they want. And when it's a good enough joke with enough people that see it, there ends up being value behind it, which is interesting, but also stupid. So like, <laughs> I'm curious to see what they do what? with this thing later. Like, I haven't looked at the contracts. So I don't know what kind of control the founders have on it. I mean, I don't think, I don't know much much about Mexi Global, the exchange, or uh, how reputable Gate.io is, but those are the two exchanges that I know that it's listed on based on their website. And uh, they have a bunch of just going to shill a living hell out of it. Oh, you can generate a PFP with uh, the protocol logo on it. Hmm. All right. Well, I do that for fun. Your time is up. D, did you want to use any of the extra time? Thanks for that sweet Jesse time. Do it. <laughs> what the hell is Dip into the reserve? How can something be interesting and stupid at the same Doge time? Doge is interesting and stupid. I feel like there's a lot of interesting, stupid things. This show is interesting and stupid. <laughs> It is. I don't think this show is stupid. This it show can is be. Stupid. It can be. You know, I think it's interesting. Silly. I it's stupid. I would not say it's. Stupid. What's interesting about it? Well, we've got two minutes to get our thoughts out there, and sometimes we're, you know, contrarian. Other times we're not. <laughs> is Very this a contrary day or yeah. not, D? Sometimes yeah. you feel like a nut, and sometimes <laughs> you don't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It doesn't take much. It's the simple, simple ingredients, you know. Anyways, uh, well, anyways, I'm, I'm, let's keep some of that Jesse time for later. I mean, no, that the Jesse time was was taken. <laughs> There's like ten oh, seconds okay. left, but this actually did remind me though. Corey and I both went to Bonnaroo in 2013, and they named the stages this, that, like there, and what. So you just had all these people milling around, getting so confused because they're like, mm -hmm. "It's that." stage no it's all on this drugs, stage so like, and everybody yeah. is on all the drugs i'm like wait so you're pointing at that one but there's one called this i was like whoever did this was an evil genius because it was 
so funny, but too many people did get lost because of the stage name. That sounds amazing. Lost a Bonnaroo isn't that bad of an experience. No, it's not. You just find new music. That you... <laughs> yeah. Especially yeah. if you are on drugs. It can be a magical do experience. Drugs. Never. I, do drugs. <laughs> I said if you were, Corey, not yeah, when if, you were. Yeah, I don't do those things. Drugs are bad, okay? <laughs> Plausible deniability always. All right. Our final topic so today, we have, oh Lord, um, the metaverses and um, looks like people aren't really using them. Maybe some, but apparently it's pretty lonely in there. I know Jesse checked one out recently, so we'll start with you. You have two minutes starting now. All right. Yeah. So I remember there was somebody talking about, uh, you know, it being very, uh, uh, very um, boring in Decentraland lately. And uh, I think I checked one out or I checked Decentraland out specifically. Just one of these like, you know, quote unquote metaverses. Anyway, there's not a lot. There's, I mean, no, let me backtrack. There is a lot of stuff that people have put there. Um, but there aren't a lot of active users and so when i when i went around i i saw an nft gallery i saw somebody build like a moving statue like a like a windmill um i saw people built like a little cafe i saw just a bunch of different things but there's nobody around um hmm. there's like a uh, a building that was dedicated to like people who are interested in learning about dApps, learning how to deploy DAOs, but there's nobody, and huh. it was just super empty. So, yeah, sounds creepy. Just really boring. <laughs> yeah. Some some people have uh, music playing when you go into their uh, buildings, so that's kind of nice. But, yeah. Depending on the music. Yeah, the music. I mean, it's like generally like electronic music, so it's it's not bad. Okay. Well, you got like twenty seconds later if you feel like you need them. They're okay. there. Um, D, you have two minutes starting now. Yeah, yeah, I got some thoughts on this. <laughs> um, so if you are listening and you're building a virtual reality world, uh, just stop. No, like, <laughs> just stop. Right, we're seeing somebody who's really good at what they do fail epically at this, and that's uh, Mr. Zuck himself, because uh, nobody wants that. Like, everybody sees straight through that you want to streamline advertisements into my retina. That's what you want to do, and nobody wants that. Nobody wants to be living in an ad. We currently are doing that, and we <laughs> all see how things are going. Not well, right? So just just stop. All right, I'm glad somebody put. Like Jesse said, I'm really glad somebody pointed out no one's using this stuff and i went into one of the worlds with jesse one night when we were doing yeah, this long time ago some kind of experiment we went into the central land and there was just my instant like observations was one there's dick drawings everywhere there's yeah. just dick and balls yeah. everywhere on Jesus. every square inch of this virtual world wow. that's permissionless because that's what happens just like cavemen just start drawing little stick boobies and stick dicks all over the place. <laughs> so one, good luck with your advertisements there. Hmm. And then two, no one's in there. 
and it looks like crap. And I'm like, man, I haven't played anything that looks this bad since, like, I don't know, Doom or Heretic in 1993. <laughs> like, it's bad. It's it's bad. You guys need to stop. You need you need to pack it up, uh, and 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 stop with this this virtual stuff. I don't think it's I don't think it's gonna work. I don't think there's any value in it. What are we going into Decentraland right now? Yeah, well, you're while you're talking about it, ruining the format of the show here. Oh, oh shit! Kind of. Can you just, edit around this? Just no, fucked no, no, everything. No. Not okay. really. I make no. your job forty times harder. Um, <laughs> me, yeah, no, back. that's there you go. real fun. <laughs> Nothing ever happened. Dude, just rewind. <laughs> that's gonna be fun to edit with. Um, oh god. Sorry. Um, well, yeah. Your, your Is there times. Any more time? No. Time's gone. Okay. No, you had like I don't know, maybe like ten seconds. So it's not okay. like took a lot of it. The official clock has ran out. <laughs> Oh God! Um, all right, so maybe we can get that in somewhere, man, Jesse. But Corey, first, you got two minutes on the uh, the metaverse's journey now. Hmm. I'm a bit on the fence with this one. One, uh, first, I'll read the rebuttal from Decentraland uh, based on the article that was linked around this. Um, Decentraland said, lately there's been a lot of misinformation on the number of active users in Decentraland. Some websites are tracking only specific smart contract transactions, but reporting them as daily active users, which is inaccurate. Let's have a look at some of September's data. They say there's 56,697 monthly active users based on a bunch of metrics that don't add up to that much uh, at all, whatever that means. And a lot of these interactions are like sold wearables, minted emotes, um, created community events and then some interacting with smart contracts but like at the end of the day if you're making a virtual world if no one's in it who gives a shit like what is the value of a minted and sold wearable if no one ever sees it or you know what i mean like people are buying these things and doing this stuff because they have some perceived idea that it's going to be worth more later on down the line like they are with every other nft based project in the ecosystem that doesn't mean that you're gaining traction and success because at the end of the day if you're building something that has fundamental utility of people gathering and doing stuff and no one's gathering and doing stuff then who gives a shit? and even that like the big players like these said are failing miserably at this because like although we've all seen ready player one like that doesn't seem to be a world that a lot of people actually are willing to like fold into their daily lives. Not me. Uh, you got about 15 seconds left. Any final thought? Yeah, I think it's, it's a start to a lot of things, but <laughs> it's going to be a while before we actually get to a point where it actually makes sense and people use it. And it is a part of our daily life. Like I don't want to have to manage another fucking avatar of myself to get around to a virtual world, to have a meeting about, Stand up. Someone wants to do this for like a daily classroom. Made his way into it. It reminds me of Sims, quite honestly, which I never did that either. It is like I'm building a house. Wearables are NFTs. I mean, that's the general gist of it. Which is your virtual looks like me. (laughs) And then, first of all, he's rolling, bro. What I really want to say, and this is going to take some of that Jesse time. Wow. This is going to blow y'all's mind is that if everybody's in the virtual world, then which world is actually virtual? Oh. 
Cool. Not not in any of them. So nice try. I could tell you. No, like I mean, you see what I'm saying? Like you know, it's trippy. I, mean, what you think I see. About it? I see what you're trying to say. Mm-hmm. But I just want to. I'm one. so happy that attempt and we acknowledge it. But <laughs> Jesse, I'm just really happy that Jesse's dis- decentralized self is me. 